Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 34. We are going to be discussing John chapter 13, the rest of the chapter, 31 through 38. If you haven't read those verses, you might want to take a moment, pause the podcast, read them so that you can uh, follow right along with our conversation. So. All right. You doing okay today? Very well. Thank Good. you. Good. Excellent. Excellent. So let me, here's a, here's a question for you. So what can we learn about a person from the way he or she dresses? Oh, sometimes a <laughs> lot. There are, you know, I mean, for sure, different styles that people might choose. Um, I can think of a guy that I know that apparently has a great affinity for cattle of some sort. He seems to have oxen sweatshirts in uh, every color of the rainbow. I don't, I don't know. No. So yeah, that's that's I again. I I love the I love the brand. Um, I love what it stands for, and um, there's I think there's a desire for me to actually get in the yoke every day. I don't get in the yoke every day, but I, I, I like it. And I'm, I'm hoping that some of my, my clothing, in this case, the oxen sweatshirts, um, you know, remind me of what it's, what it means to follow, uh, follow Jesus. So, uh, so thank you for that shout out. So no, yes. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> I, I, but you can tell a lot from a person, you can. by the way. I mean, it really dress. is a great example. That is a deliberate choice you are making. <laughs> And there is a purpose behind it, you yeah. know, I mean, and I think that is true for a lot of us, whether we're, hey, this signals, it's a comfy day. I actually have an MIT t-shirt that I wear on days when I, I really yeah. have to get a lot done and I want to <laughs> be like uh, wicked smart, you know, so then, okay, today is MIT day. I'm wearing the shirt. <laughs> I'm in the zone. going to make great decisions. I'm it. thinking I smart it. today. I so. love it. Well, well, um, why are we talking about this? Well, we're talking about this because... Um, Jesus goes after something in this passage um, that uh, later on in the passage we'll see that that our badge, what we wear, um, tells us, tells the world yes. who who we are. Uh, we'll we'll get to that um, in in just a minute. But um, but this is this is um, this is a very very important passage. Not that other passages in John aren't important. But this is a super important passage because of some of the things that Jesus goes after uh, in this passage. So the very first, the, the onset is um, John says that Judas has gone. Mm -hmm. He's left. So now Jesus is about to go even more intimate, which, which again, I think there's, this is a little point, but it's a big point. Um, you, we can't tell everybody everything yeah. and not everybody is in our inner circle. And so even after Judas leaves, now Jesus is ready to go even more intimate with, um, with his disciples. And uh, it feels like he can talk a little bit more openly about, um, about what he's about to go through. Um, so, what it, so in verse 32, what is the verse, verse 32, John says um, that God is about to do something. And um, now that Judas is left, and Jesus talks about that. Yes. So verse 32, if God is glorified in him, he's talking about himself, yep. God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Yeah. So what, yeah. Is, what is Jesus saying there? Yeah, so, so, so God is making himself known through Jesus, mm -hmm. not only through all of the, um, the, the miracles and the signs, but now 
um, he's just a few hours away where he's about to be made known even more through Jesus's death and obviously through, uh, through his resurrection. And so, so God, th- this is, this is the ultimate glory. And this is, this is weird because he's about to die and yeah. he's going to be, he's going to be unrecognizable. He's going to look anything like glorified. Right. And yet in that moment, God is giving, doing his best work against the backdrop of death and darkness and that sort of thing. So Jesus is telling his disciples, hey, God is about to do some pretty special things. It's not going to look like it, but, but trust me, God is going to, he's about to glorify himself through um, not only my life, but now my, my death. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I think that's kind of what, what he's going after there. In verse 33, Jesus he says something that probably would trouble the disciples as well. What does he say to them? Well, he says, I am only going to be with you for a little while longer. And where I am going, you cannot come. Like Jesus is always talking cryptically. Like yes. what, what, what? Like Jesus, we want to go with you. Right. So well, are you ditching us? Like, that's, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this, this whole conversation, I do, I feel sympathetic for these disciples. You know, we know the end of the story and, right. how, and where this is going, but I am sure their minds are just spinning. And then I also love Jesus's graciousness. I mean, his very specific statements there about the son of man is glorified. Like I, I am, I am the son of man. This is I mean, ultimately what you know is going to be, is going to be, it's just not looking like you are expecting. And yes, I am with you right now. What they don't know is that the Holy Spirit is coming to take his place. We know that. Right. But so their, their minds are spinning, but, but Jesus is reassuring them. um, I mean, telling them what is going to happen, but also reassuring them. It may not look like you're expecting, but I am with you. I, I am not. I mean, he is leaving, but he's not leaving. <laughs> right, <laughs> that right. is why it is all very confusing. Right, right. And and I think again, he's he's reminding them, hey, listen, this is a spiritual battle. This is not a political battle. Yeah. And I, I'd imagine they're thinking, like, yay, you're like, right, you're you're getting ready to go fight Rome, right? And you're going directly, you know, there and like, can we come with you? Kind of thing. That's kind of in their probably in their minds, but uh, this is a totally different battle, a totally different fight, and it's not a political one. It's a it's a spiritual one. Yeah. And then Jesus, um, he he again he gets cryptic again, which is like like Jesus. It's almost like you want to say, Jesus, don't you know the Bible? He mm-hmm. says, Hey, I'm leaving you with a new commandment, and it's a new commandment, and that is, I want you to love one another. Yeah, that is very confusing because. Uh, that's like the foundational <laughs> right. uh, command of the Old Testament is right. love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Like, and he, Jesus has talked about that. So that so why is it? What does Jesus mean when he says I'm giving you a new command? A new command. So he's I, you know there's um I think there's um a a a, a depth to this where he's mm-hmm. saying hey I'm not. This is no longer, this is not about nouning someone. This is not, you know, we look at love as a noun. This is about verbing someone. This is about action behind your love. Yeah. This is about laying down your life for someone. This is about washing feet. 
Yep. This is about all of the things that you more than likely don't want to do for someone um, to, to express this, this deep fighting for their highest possible good. This is what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking yeah. you to lay down your life because just in a few short hours, I'm about to do the same thing. And so I think it's more than just, oh, I love you. It is, let me see the evidence mm -hmm. of your love. And, and so I think the way Jesus phrases it um, is, is more than just, um, it's not a noun love, it's a verb love that requires a, a deep level of sacrifice. And when we think of his teachings earlier in John, but also in, in Matthew in particular, in the Sermon on the Mount, like he, Jesus talks about a lot about what love looks like and does take it to a next level. Like I'm not just talking about loving the people that love you. You were called to love your enemies. Yeah. Um, that Roman guideline of if you're traveling along and a Roman says, hey, you've got to carry my pack for a mile. The, the, the rule was you had to go a mile. Well, Jesus says, go an extra mile. Yeah. Like that extra mile, that is where we get that phrase, is that next level of sacrificial love. That's why it is a new command because Jesus is saying, yeah, it's not just a one-off. It's not just a convenient love. It's a sacrificial love. It's going the extra mile. It's giving not just one cloak. It's giving two. It's, you know, getting up in the night with a cup of water. I mean, it's all of those things, the sacrificial. He's calling us to a new level of sacrificial yeah, love. And, and it's a lifestyle. And one, one yeah. of the things, so one of the things in verse 34, um, and, and just want to get your take on it, it says, uh, a new command I give you, that you love one another. And then he asked this piece, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Mm -hmm. So the as I have loved you part, um, how, yeah, how did, he, how did he do that? Well, just before in this very, at this very same mealtime, he washed their feet. In verse 15, he uses similar language when he says, for I've given you an example that you also should do just as I have done for you. Yeah. I think, I think he's connecting those like, yep. Remember that action I just did that was a duty of a slave. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of love. That's the level of love that we are, that I'm calling you to this yeah. new love. And, and, I, and again, I, I don't think we, the, the kind of love that we see in our culture is way different than the just as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. So when we see Jesus, um, you know, again, about to die, that's a different, different kind of love. Okay, you, you mentioned the washing of the feet. It's a, it's, it's, it's the act of a slave. Um, and it's done because you matter to me. I'm fighting for your, your highest possible good. And so I, I love this. So, so when this, when we have this kind of love, there's a residual. What's the residual of this kind of love? Which goes yes. back to what you can tell about a person yes. by what they wear. In the next statement Jesus makes in verse 35, by this, everyone will know, by this love. Yeah. By this love, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Yeah. That is what distinguishes us. That is what people should be like, oh my goodness, that person is so loving. They must be a Christian. Yeah. Or Christians, oh, they're the most exactly. loving people I know. Like that, that is the, what Jesus is calling us to there. Yeah, I, I wonder what kind of uniform do we wear today as Christians? What, yeah. I, I know I, we, we talked about this before on previous, uh, previous episodes. I think the uniform that we wear is not 
the uniform of love. I'm afraid um, it's not. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we do condemn, we do judge, we do um, tell people um, that they, you know, they you're going to hell for all kinds of things mm-hmm. that um, that I don't think Jesus would co-sign on. And so I think the this badge or this apparel that we wear, um, it it should be sacrificial love. So people, when they look at us, as you mentioned, when they look at us, there's something different about Carol and the way she sacrificed. Why would you give up a week of your time to do that for that person? Why would you spend that amount of money for that person uh, just to make sure that they had food or what have you? I think the kind of sacrifices that we make really does help people to see that there's something different about the love that we have. Yeah. And it shows that, I mean, and that is accessible to all of us loving one another. Yeah. Um, You know, it's not by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples because you know so much. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or you have accomplished all these things. Love it. Or you convinced everyone of this. Love it. Nope. It's if you love one another, we can all do that. And it's as simple as that. And then I think it's also as hard as that, <laughs> you know, right. because maybe right. we, it feels like the other things right. exactly. are uh, more energizing or whatever, but simply loving one another, that is something we all can do and we are all called to do. Yeah. I, I, again, I think Jesus, this is such, I think this is again, one of the more profound lessons he gives before he gets ready to leave. And, um, and it, and it feels like the disciples missed the assignment uh, because mm-hmm. the next verses, uh, 36, um, you would think that Peter is going to say, so give us examples of this kind of love. Yes. But Peter doesn't do that. No. It's like Peter says, uh, so Lord, where are you going? It's like, it, no. it, it's like. <laughs> Wait a second. You said you were leaving us? Right. That they're kind of like stuck he, on that. He, he missed the entire lesson on the love piece. Mm-hmm. And. And of course, Jesus answers and says, uh, where I'm going, you cannot follow me, but you will follow afterward. What do you think Jesus is going after there? Well, I think he he is alluding to um, our eternal home and and to his, well, and where he's going right now, Jesus is going to the cross. And yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah you don't want to go, you know, right. Peter, you don't even know what you're asking. Um, you're not going to do that now, but we do know that Peter becomes a martyr later. Um, and, and then Peter asks that, well, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you again, Peter. He loves those dramatic <laughs> statements. And then Jesus replies by predicting Peter's denial, yeah. which is, I'm sure, hard for Peter to hear. I mean, can't even believe it. Jesus replies, will you lay down your life for me? Truly, I tell you, a rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a blunt, blunt statement, um, you know, from Jesus to Peter. Peter is overconfident in his zeal. And Jesus says, who, again, who knows what's about to happen. Um, and he's reminding Peter that you... Hold this moment with humility, mm-hmm. not with pride, not with overconfidence, because at any given point, um, just like we all could betray Jesus with our words and our actions, we have all, or in some way or another, denied Jesus like, like Peter, um, um, or like Jesus predicts Peter uh, to do. 
and so, um, so I think there's something to, you know, what does it look like to hold our faith and our daily journey with humility to say, you know, how do I guard my steps yeah. against being overconfident? Uh, and, th- and we should be confident because we have confidence in God, but we should not be, be confident in our own strength like Peter was here. Mm-hmm. And Jesus calls him out. Um, and he, when he does, um, you know, there is, you know, he says, you're going to fail me. And, um, and I, think, I think we can, you know, we can learn a lot from Peter in this moment that we, you know, we, we walk with a sense of humility yeah. day by day. I mean, day. We, don't, we don't know what is ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, Peter, Peter did believe, but he didn't realize that soon their circumstances were going to come where God's presence was unclear. And holy cow, well, how I thought this was going, it is not going this, the right way. Yeah. Yeah. And so Peter denies out of self-protection. Um, but we could do, we could be in that very same circumstance where, God's not behaving how we expect him to behave. <laughs> right, right, right. And then that makes us feel like abandoning him as well. Yeah. Um, I think that, like you said, it is a good warning for us just to check uh, ourselves and and being sure that our belief and our trust is in God and not in our own, not in our own belief in God. Like, oh yeah, I got it, I got it. Yeah. Our own strength. Yeah, and I, I, I you know... Even coming back to even when um, Jesus says that I can I can picture him not chiding him, mm-hmm. not belittling him, but probably even saying it with a sense of love. He's just mm-hmm. finished. He's coming off the heels of a, a brief teaching on love, love one another. And I I would just imagine Jesus says, "Hey, Peter, you don't notice right now, but hey, you're gonna you're gonna fail me, but um, but that's okay. I'm I'm gonna." You know, I'm still going to call you. You're still going to have purpose. And I, I would imagine Jesus was saying those kinds of words to yeah. one of his top, one of his top leaders. And um, and so, uh, so this is this is again, this is a, you know, again, loving one another. Even when we fail one another, how then do we love one another? Which I think is um, is super again, super important. Mm-hmm. You know, coming with this particular passage. So, anything else you notice in the passage that or that. Uh, that stuck yeah, out to you? Those were those were the big things for me. So um, what can we believe about God, ourselves, and others from this passage? Yeah, this is uh I, I think this is one of those ones that um that that God embodies love. He's mm-hmm. telling us to love. Yeah. Uh love one another, but he embodies it. He and when we look at Jesus, Jesus is the embodiment of love and sacrifice. And this sense of I'm giving up something so that you might um, that you might you might live. So I think uh, I think what we can believe about God, He embodies He embodies love for us. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And tying that to to last the last episode, and that it, Jesus demonstrated that through His sacrifice, through washing of feet, and so then for ourselves, wanting to be known by our love. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that starts with me. Like, yeah. if I if I want Christians to be known by their love, well, that means that Carolyn has to be yeah, known yeah, by, by God's love and how I'm treating others. So what does that look like for me today, tomorrow, next Tuesday, when I just feel like it's 
you know, not my, when I just want to be all about myself and I feel like I need a little me time, what does it look like then to love somebody, to love another? Yeah. Uh, that, that's, what that's I, a good word. It's a good word. It's, it's, it's a good word for me. Just, you know, looking at those moments where God is calling me to love as Jesus is calling me to love as he has loved. Yeah. And so looking for those moments of daily sacrifice. So thank you for that word. Yeah, absolutely. Well, friends, thank you for joining us. Um, We encourage you to have your own conversation with a friend this week.